Welcome once again to the LarryInFishers.com podcast. My name is Larry Lannon, and I'm honored to have with me today the newly elected member of the Fisher City Council, Dr. Crystal Newman. Uh, She is representing the North Central District now. So, Dr. Newman, thank you very much for joining me on the very day that you were elected. So I know this is a busy day for you. Thanks for giving me a little of your time. Well, thanks for inviting me. Um, I'm really honored to talk to you and be here. Well, I want to start off with just a little uh, background information I was given. Uh, You are currently the assistant provost at the American College of Education, which I understand to be an online uh, degree program, which is headquartered in Indianapolis, although I'm sure you deal with people everywhere. Yes, Uh, I do. Your PhD degree is in business administration. You've worked in marketing and market research, which I find fascinating. Mm -hmm. Uh, Before you entered higher education, uh, you were, by the way, inducted into the Indiana Latino Leadership Circle in 2020. You've also uh, received an award from Jesse Jackson's Rainbow Coalition. That was in 2017 for your commitment to making education affordable and accessible. So, that's part of your resume is what I know yeah. about. So, so here's what I want you to do for me. Right. Since you are new to a lot of people in, in Fishers, now that you'll be serving on the city council, what I'd like you to do is take a little time and tell me your story. Talk about your personal family background to the extent you wish to do that and talk more about your professional background, which I just touched the surface on, and then a little bit about your political activities. Sure, absolutely. So to tell you, a little bit about myself and, and my background. Well, um, I originally grew up in um, Little Village, which is on the south side of Chicago. Mm. And, um, you know, I felt like this, the odds were stacked against me. Uh, so uh, by the time I hit eighth grade, you know, there were a lot of classmates who were inducted <laughs> into uh, gangs. So, or I should say recruited, not really inducted. That's not, that inducted sounds a lot better. Um, so to date, a lot of them um, have been incarcerated or are uh, no longer with us. And I was um, pregnant at 18 with my first child. So I was working minimum wage jobs and uh, putting myself through college full time. And just it, I just felt like so many times I was not going to get many places, but I had real dreams and aspirations to where you um, talked about a lot of my accomplishments. So I have a lot of drive determination to change my own life, but other lives along the way um, as well. You know, for example, in working in higher education, sometimes you see the darker side when what I mean by that is, you know, the student loan crisis that we're in. And unfortunately my story with that is not unique. Um, So that's why I'm so passionate about helping other people. Um, so as far as my family makeup goes, so, um, my, I'm married, my, my husband and I, we moved here to Fishers in 2012 with my two boys, Eli and Anton, and my dogs are my family too. I've got a 13 year old Tippy, um, and my, I would say she's about 10 weeks chorizo. (laughs) So my little sausage. So she's my baby. She's the baby, the family, um, but as, as far as uh, what I want to see for Fishers, definitely a lot more with diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, that definitely has to be a bigger push here. I also want to see more with sustainability efforts. So things like walking paths, bike paths, um, increased recycling efforts. So what I mean with the 
bike paths and walking paths, that's not only going to reduce carbon emissions, but uh, it's going to help with our health and wellness initiative as well as uh, socialization. Um, and uh, political affiliation, to be honest, uh, I it was Christina Hale who inspired me. She saw something in me that I didn't really see in myself. Uh, she said, why not you? Why not? You know, and I thought, you're right, Christina. <laughs> why not? I'm going to give this a shot. And so I was going to run in 2023, which I still will. So when this uh, open seat um, came up, I was like, well, goodness, it's, it seems like the right time, right place. And um, yeah, and I guess the rest is history. Well, you, we'll talk more about 2023. I have questions yes. on that, but uh, that, that'll come later. Right. I am I'm fascinated with any story such as yours. You know, my father grew up very poor and ended up with a very important uh, civil service career with the Defense Department. And I, I just saw uh, the opening speech for Dr. Yvonne Stokes, the new superintendent of schools for Hamill Southeastern School. She talked about her challenges as an African-American woman uh, uh, continuing up the ladder of education, and she used the word resilience. From what mm -hmm. I heard from you, you must have had a great deal of resilience with so many people in your neighborhood going a different direction. You right. ended up in an academic. Talk a little more about how, how you were able to do that. Oh, sometimes, sometimes I really don't know <laughs> because it's, um, you know, unfortunately, when you live in a neighborhood such as I did, it's almost normalized, like the tagging um, kids uh, getting into gang activities and things like that. My parents, um, it, I, I joke a lot with them that they were super strict. They, they didn't allow me um, where I could not be seen outside of the window. Um, and I, I was really upset with them for a very long time. I was like, you don't let me do anything. You let me go anywhere. <laughs> and um, now I've, I've realized that of all my siblings, there's, there's five of us, um, none of us got into that. So even, of course, you know, you have peers and, and people that you want to be friends with. But my parents were were like, nope, you're you're. If I can't see you outside of the window, you can't go on the end of the block. And we're in the middle of the block, so there's only so much like real estate outside you could go in. And um, to get to high school, um, I took two buses and a train. Um, to you know, so they were really big on education. So they really, you know, they came to this country wanting us to succeed. And I think they did their darndest to make sure that we all did. And we're all pretty, I mean, I think anything that I have is because of my parents. Yeah, I think we'd all tell that story in a different way, can't we not? Our parents who right. did things for us that we did not appreciate at the time. Oh, no. But certainly appreciate us as adults. I'm curious about one thing. I mean, you said you, you were going to planning on running uh, for office uh, in a few years. So when this came open, what you sort of touched on it. Talk more about this. What motivated you to seek this council seat at this time? Well, I, I would say that it's, it, I, I have to credit Christina Hale with that. So I think it's, it's the whole leadership. If, if you're not going to do it, then who else will? And I think we see a lot of that as, as Democrats um, with, with the things that happened over the past uh, couple of years and I think it really ignited a fire under a lot of us to run for office or at least 
mobilize, um, do something, get involved. We may not know what we're all going to do, but we know we want to do something. And um, I think that's, that's kind of what sparked my passion at this point. Well, tell us a little about what the caucus was like, just so people, before I do that, I, you mentioned Christina, Christina Hale a couple of times in case people mm -hmm. had forgotten. She ran, oh, right. for, she ran for Congress <laughs> against Victoria Sparts. She lost, but put up a good fight. I think she worked very hard, but you know, you don't win every election. And, uh, and, and, uh, you know, Victoria Sparts won that, uh, that, that race, but, and I understand Christina Hale is kind of moved away from politics at some point people do that and there's nothing wrong with that but it's interesting that she did motivate you i just want to remind mm -hmm. people who she is yes. and still is and what has been uh, she's run a couple of times for congress but i want to ask about this this caucus that elected you today for those who don't know when there is a, 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 any kind of an opening in a local political office except school board that's a whole different thing but if it's uh, anything but the nonpartisan school board election uh precinct committee officials in whatever area will will from that party if it's a Republican incumbent is Republicans if it's a Democratic incumbent it's it's Democrats who get together at the precinct level and vote on on who will fill in the rest of of, of the term and your term it's almost three years a little less than three years right. left on the return on the uh, term so I'm just curious tell us what this caucus experience was like for you they're regular people you know so uh, they live right by me. And we, you know, talked about the diversity, equity, and inclusion and what they want to see in Fishers and what everybody is, is kind of waiting for. Um, we talked about um, how to get more folks involved. Um, but yeah, I think they're, they're all great. They all have their own personal stories, like we all do, in why we're interested in, in getting involved and why we're in the political arena. You know, normally when I have a city council member, either a candidate uh, for office or an, in, an incumbent or whatever, I usually talk, I get into the weeds of the issues. <laughs> I'm probably not going to do that with you today because you're just starting and, and you'll get your chance. Don't worry. Yes. Someday I will do that. <laughs> uh, but I am, I am very curious. You've touched on it just a little bit. Uh, explain what your general approach to government is, especially at the city level. Collaboration. That's how you get things done is with collaborating with others. I've learned that along my career, no matter what field you're in, you have to work with others. And sometimes it's sticky because not everyone will agree with you. But I think that's just life. Whenever you have more than one person in a room, there's always going to be a diversity of thought. And that is more than welcome because with different thoughts, that's how we create better ideas. And that's how we're going to tackle fissures and making things better. Um, and I know I mentioned sustainability as one of those things, and I know it's probably a huge goal later on the line. Um, but I, I look at this, the, you know, the top cities in that field and I'm like, you know, we can, can do some little things here and there to make our way there, um, you know, to being more sustainable city. And I'm just, if I'm being honest, I'm, I'm such a lover of mother nature. Um, so that's also kind of, you know, a background to my passion too. Well, I know it's early, uh, just a few hours, really, that, that yeah. uh, you, you were elected. <laughs> so you've been very kind to, to talk to me now. But have you uh, been contacted up to this point, just a few hours after the election, have you been contacted by any of the local officials? Yes. So definitely Jocelyn was, um, you know, it, the whole <laughs> meeting was held at, at her company. So definitely Jocelyn, Jocelyn was there. 
Um, I've also heard from a, a couple of the other uh, council members. They texted me or called me and um, congratulated me. So it, so when you say that a couple hours, a, a lot's happened. Yeah, absolutely. A lot has happened. I want to. You touched on this already, so I want to explore this a little bit. Uh, a city council, at least in Fishers, at the second class city, you have nine members of the city council, three at large. The rest are in districts. You were in a district, the North Central District. I lived in the North Central District for years. Oh, okay. In fact, I only live about a half block from it now, but uh, I live in, in, nice. in another district at this point, but because uh, in our retirement home now. Uh, <laughs> But what I'm bringing up here, you have seven Republicans and two Democrats on the current city council. We have a Republican mayor, Republican city clerk, a Republican city judge. I think that takes care of all the elected officials for the city of Fishers. So my question to you, and you sort of touched on this, but I'd like to hear more. Um, as you talked about you know, collaboration, is there an opportunity as you navigate the reality of being in the minority? Is there an opportunity to find common ground with the Republican majority? I believe so, because I think what what it comes down to is what's best for Fishers. And it doesn't matter where the great idea is coming from, because um, what it comes down to is we're all Fishers residents. And that's how I see it. Your uh, colleague, your Democratic colleague, you mentioned Jocelyn Bear. I didn't know that the, the caucus was oh, at her place okay. of business. Yes, it was. I was trying to find out. Nobody would tell me. I guess they didn't. Oh, some, okay. Some, well, maybe I let the cat out of the bag. They didn't want some Snoopy. <laughs> no, it's over now. It's, they didn't want some Snoopy <laughs> reporter hanging around, I think, was the deal. Uh, but but uh, Jocelyn Bear, as I'm sure you're aware of the fact, has uh, uh, published and issued an open letter to the new Democrat on the council before it was known that it would be used, just generic, to the new council member. Have you read that letter? Yes, I have. And what did you glean from that? Well, that the collaboration piece would be a little bit on the difficult side um, and that we do need uh, an increase in transparency. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely all for transparency. That's that's also part of why I'm doing this today and, and you know, meeting and talking with you because I, I'm, you know, totally an open book. Um, and as far as the collaborative piece goes, you know, we'll, we'll do our darndest um, to to do what we can for fishers. And you mentioned diversity. And uh, I must say, uh, I've covered the city council since we became a city in 2015. Uh, I covered the town a little bit. I don't know the whole history of town government. I think you're the first Latina to be on a, a town or a city council. Am I right or wrong? Or do you know that? So uh, I would say that I'm the first um, Latina Democrat. So Cecilia um, is well, another Latina. I guess that's true. I didn't think about that. She definitely qualifies <laughs> right. as a Latina. So Democrat. Yes, yes Cecilia <laughs> yes. definitely qualifies as a as a Latina. I don't want to want, want right. anybody to think differently. I, I totally <laughs> right, slipped no my worries. mind. Thank you for that reminder because yes, I, I met her mother one time during an election day. She was quite an interesting lady. Uh, Cecilia's mom. Yes, and I've talked to Cecilia before, so that's so that's why I'm like uh, right off the top of my. She's she's actually spoken to um, the Indiana Latino um, leadership circle before. Oh, okay. Well, I, I know she is involved in 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 that realm of of government and encouraging people. Uh, of Latin background to, to get into politics. And we have seen more of that in Indiana. Not, but, you know, it's funny because for years I lived, I've lived here almost all my life and the Latin population was very small. It has really grown the last mm -hmm. 10, 20 years. So it is a different place. And I look for more of that to happen as far as people getting into politics, uh, such as yourself. Now I promised I wouldn't get into the weeds and I'm not going <laughs> to, but I will ask you this. 
uh, you have to, if you've been involved in politics, you at least have a general idea what the issues are, what Fishers has faced and will be facing here in the future. Uh, do you personally have any priorities as you enter the council? Diversity, equity, and inclusion. Absolutely 100%. Um, I hear a lot of chatter on Facebook and talking to folks, um, you know, other residents and people want to get involved. Um, they feel like they're not being heard. Um, they, um, what I'm hearing is there, there is more of a push of, so we're happy when I say we is what I'm hearing from other folks is there's some happiness with knowing that there is going to be a consultant on that topic, but there is a pause in only a year. And then what happens after that? So I'm, I'm getting a lot of those questions already and I'm going to make sure that I will serve as a voice for that. In, uh, I think it's sometime in mid-May. I, I think I know the date, but I'm not going to give it off the top mm -hmm. of my head. Sure. I think the first event you will officially be attending will probably be a work session. And uh, work sessions are meetings where votes are not expected. I right. Mean, it might occasionally come up, but votes are, are, are not expected. It's really a discussion. The school board has these, city council has these on a fairly regular basis. There's going to be a work session only. Sometimes before a regular council meeting, other times that will be a separate meeting of just a, maybe like a retreat discussion, that sort of thing. Um, as you approach this, you're likely going to be a part of that as one of the first official um, uh, events that you will be participating in. What would you want? I mean, you already talked about diversity and inclusion and so forth. Will that be part of what you'll be raising at that? Or if so, what, what other issues at this point do you think you'll be discussing with your fellow council members? Yeah, definitely. That is a big piece. Um, I would like to talk about uh, sustainability efforts and see what we're doing there. Um, I want to talk about what we're doing in terms of the committees, because I've also heard from other citizens that um, they've submitted the application and have not really heard back. So people want to get involved, and I would like to help get things organized within government, too. You've used the word sustainability a couple of times. I yes. think I know what that means. I would like you to drill down a little bit on what, when you say you, you want to encourage sustainability, what do you mean when you say that? Going green. Well, that's... <laughs> <laughs> plain and simple. So sustainability does mean lots of different things. I mean, it does mean uh, treatment of people, uh, workers, community. But in this sense, since I, I, I mean, I, definitely diversity, equity, and inclusion is about treating um, people with equity <laughs> and including them. And so it is about that people and community aspect. But the other side of sustainability is environmental. And that does sort of dovetail a little bit into one issue I'd like you to at least give me some general ideas upon because mm -hmm. one thing the city has been very aggressive about is 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 economic development. And this has been something Scott Fadness has, has made his main issue since he was town manager before he was elected as, as the mayor in 2014. So my question to you is, uh, does sustainability... Is that a, a factor or a component when you're looking or evaluating, looking at or evaluating an economic development program? Because what usually happens, there may be some exceptions. As I understand the process, the mm -hmm. mayor negotiates uh, the economic development deal, presents it to the council. It needs council approval. 
but it's pretty much done. It's either an up or down vote. It's rare that the council gets some input on a deal before it's done. So how will you be evaluating these economic development deals? The mayor has indicated there'll be some coming very soon, the next uh, 30, 60, 90 days. So how will you evaluate these, uh, these programs, these projects as they are presented to you? Right. So really what I'm looking at is more so about the bike paths and the walking paths and, and construction of like kind of more so that nature. Um, so I guess I'll just have to see what is uh, put before me <laughs> before I can really answer that fully. And I guess maybe in a couple months I'll be able to give you a better answer. Okay. Fair enough. I just I thought, sure. I thought, <laughs> no, I'd, take a, fine. thought I'd take a shot at it. And, Absolutely. And you are going to as replacing Samantha DeLong. We call her Sam. Sam. Yes, uh, I love Sam. Got to know Sam a little bit uh, during the campaign and after her campaign. And the reason I'm, for those who don't know, her family's moving out of state, and and that's why she had to resign her post uh, on the council. But Sam, when I talked to her during and even after her campaign for city council. And again, you want you run in one of a district when you are right. on, uh, when you run as at the district level rather than the entire city. Jocelyn Bear, for example, is an at-large council member. Everybody in the city votes for her. But what I understand is Sam and her campaign manager, the two of them, during the last campaign, knocked on one thousand at least one thousand one hundred doors. That's their story and they're sticking to it. Right. And they were I saw them all over the neighborhood. So I that's probably not too far from the truth. So you've already mentioned that you want to run in twenty twenty three. I assume anybody right. who seeks the office now has the intention of of running in the next election. So I guess uh have you been fitted for a nice pair of shoes or have you are you prepared to do that retail politics that's so much a part of a district city yes. council race absolutely 100 percent. i've got a couple pairs of different shoes i've got my uh inserts ready and i've got my fitbit and uh, i'll be ready to go so you're ready for the uh the retail politics the door yes door i am and all that that's uh which is which I, i'm just amazed uh, most people of both parties you know, work pretty hard if they have any chance of winning. And I'm just amazed at the work that goes into that, knocking on doors, just talking to voters, right. telling them about you and listening to what they have to say. I've, I've just always found that to be the, you know, that's politics at the low retail level. And it's something right. that it's always good to see. Now, I guess I'm just going to ask this in general. You've kind of answered this already, but I would want to give you one more shot at it. Uh, when you decided to run in this caucus, you must have, you've talked about sustainability and, and some of the walking paths and, and Fishers is probably behind somewhat, but making progress in those areas right now. So in general, I'm looking at issues now, uh, the issues that are important to you talk a little bit about what you bring into the council with the issues that are going to be important to you as you, as you take the seat on the council. Well, a couple of things. So I know that I've talked about diversity, equity, and inclusion um, quite a bit. And I would say that is my number one issue, is making sure that I am a voice um, for everyone who, ha who has shared their experiences with me. And I know we have a lot of the same stories and, and everything. And, and Fishers is changing. So we need to um, change with that or just, you know, get up to date. But also, I really want to get folks involved, as, and that's an issue is, is um, you know, people have said that they have tried to get on committees. They have tried to 
form kind of something, but then it and nothing happens. Um, that no one calls them back. And I want to see why is something broken? And if, if it is, then what is it that needs to be fixed? How do we go about doing this? And if people really want to, to serve on committees and um, want to help out their communities, why stop that energy? We need to, to, I mean, we are better together. It takes a village. You know, there's so many like motivational posters out there that say things that are quite similar. So uh, let's, let's get everybody together and do what we can to um, make the city a greater place. It's already great, but let's make it greater. You know, I'm one of the, uh, I, I ask people a lot and, and I'm one of the few people that have lived here almost 30 years. And the reason I ended up in Fishers it's because uh, I got married late in life, almost I was 39, and, and uh, my wife had already built a house here before we were getting serious and so forth. And I lived in Irvington. I kind of like living in the city. And, you know, I, I, I remember telling my wife at the time, I said, why did you build in Fishers? It was a town of less than 10,000 people at the time. It was not particularly diverse at the time. And she just looked at me and said, don't worry, it's going to grow. It's going to be a much different place. It is. And as usual, my wife was right. <laughs> she usually <laughs> is. And uh, what we have today is a very different fabric of this community. So what I'm hearing you say is that you're trying to find ways for people who maybe have felt left out, yes. a way to bring them in. How, Absolutely. Mean, and you, did, you talked about committees, which are, you know, they're, I don't know, not everybody wants to serve on the redevelopment commission. It's not always exciting. Right. <laughs> uh, so for some people it would be, but not for everyone. So how do you reel these people in? Well, if, if the committees are full, then are there subcommittees? Are there task forces? What can we do to get people in? What can we do to make people feel included? And, and those are the questions that I want to ask. Yeah, it's, it's a challenge sometimes. Mm -hmm. I, I remember people complaining about the fact that uh, we lost our Bureau of Motor Vehicles years ago. It closed. And I went to the public hearing. It had been publicized about it, and I was the only one there. No, there were there was a town at the time. A couple of town council members were there. I was there. Another reporter showed up late because there was, there was no public hearing. Nobody spoke. So it was almost like I got to know some people uh, high up at the Bureau of Motor Vehicles that had nobody else to talk to. Uh, but... I, I found it challenging. There have been council members who've tried to do council connect programs, try to get people to come to meetings, trying to, and it's, it's been a tough slog. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been difficult to get people involved. Do you think there really is a hunger out there to get involved or does the city council have to make a bigger push to do that? No, there is absolutely 100% a hunger to get involved. And I've been talking to a lot of different residents and it's, um, I know there's some people who are maybe anti-social um, media and things like that, but if you are on social media, you'll see people saying things and wanting to do things. And then from those, there are Zoom events. So things, <laughs> people are doing things, <laughs> they're talking about it at the very least, but it's just like, you know, they want to move from talking to action. And with that kind of en energy, we can mobilize things. So let's get them on committees. Let's get them to work. And we're doing this podcast and video production on Zoom. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I, most, I, I like to do them in person when I can, although they, I, right. the video component is really when Zoom is used. 
I prefer to talk to people in person, but, uh, you know, Zoom has opened up some new ways of communicating. It's, it's got its downside. Don't get me wrong. Sure. Uh, and a lot of people miss that that personal connection. I've tried to ask a number of questions here that have come to my mind. So at the very end here, as we wrap this up, I'm going to give you a chance to just talk about whatever you want to add. I just want to add that if you guys have or who are watching watching or listening, um, if there's anything that I can help with, um, you want your voice to be heard, I will listen. Uh, feel free to reach out. I'm here for Fishers. I love Fishers. It's my own slice of heaven. <laughs> Well, I'm sure uh, a lot of people would agree with that. That's why right. so many of us stay here and mm -hmm. and uh, people continue to move here, which uh, amazes me. That uh, right. that seems to, this that's what all the data seems to show at the moment. Um, I want to thank Dr. Crystal Newman, the newest member of the Fisher City Council, literal, literally elected today, the day we record this. I wanted people to get a chance to get to know you a little bit. And I think you've uh, you've done just that. So, uh, Dr. Newman, thank you so much uh, for joining me today. Look forward to talking to you in the future. All right. Thanks, Larry.